0: You're listening to the Dermatology SOS podcast. I'm your host, Claire Darmody, and as always, I'm joined by your SOSers, consultant dermatologists, Professor Katrina Ryan and Professor Nikki Ralph. And we're coming from their beautiful clinic, the Institute of Dermatologists in Ballsbridge. This week, we're going to talk about cosmetic surgery and the non surgical options available. And for that reason, we have an extra guest joining us this week. Welcome to the Dermatology SOS podcast, consultant plastic surgeon with Blackrock Hospital, Miss Shune Murphy. Hello, ladies. Hi. Hi. Okay, so yes, I am very excited about this week's podcast because I think there's lots of stuff. When I was researching this, I learned that you can do that I didn't really know, and also there is lots of surgical things and non-surgical options in all of the general areas. So, what are the kind of most common surgical procedures that you guys get asked for at the clinic and Shoon where you work?
1: Well, I think I think this would be more um, Shoon's department. So, when it comes to actual. Um, cosmetic surgery, um, or aesthetic surgery—that that is under the realm of a plastic surgeon, or it should be under the realm of a plastic surgeon. So, all of the discussion. Eh, that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, could, we could go into all of that. But, um, uh, Shun, wh- what what do you think your most frequently sought after um, uh, procedures are?
2: I guess I think, but when people look for a plastic surgeon, they look for a cosmetic surgeon. They probably look online as to who is going to fit best with them, and that's right because it's a huge trust thing. And um, you come in a surgeon, and you're basically Saying I am completely well, there is nothing wrong with me. Um, can you put me asleep and take out a knife? Thanks very much, and change the way I look. That has to be a huge um, trust and rapport that that has, has got to be right from both sides, from my end towards the patient and from them to me. So I think patients will do a lot of Googling, a lot of research, and people are really well informed when they come into me now. Um, and I think probably because I'm a mum and I have four kids, and that's straight away on my website. Um I think people kind of go, She's gonna get the slightly saggy boobs and the you know the, <laughs> <laughs> the slight crinkles around the belly button. From the nineteen nineties, belly piercings, and and four kids later, you, you know, you do, it doesn't come off with no scars. Um, so, I think they will instantly understand that I will understand that. So, I do an awful lot of mummy makeovers, breast surgery, tummy surgery, labioplasties, things like that. So, Maybe I attract, plasty, I attract. Moms. Later. <laughs> 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 or, or let's not. <laughs> it's not something that goes around in social media particularly well. No, but. I can understand. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We might get back to that yeah, actually with people sure. talking about it yeah. as well.
0: Um, and uh, surgery is, as you said, quite a commitment. So, like, is the general rule and this is for all of you, I suppose, try everything else first
2: or does it really depend on what it is you're looking for? It really depends on what you're looking for and I think that that's the key to finding somebody who's properly qualified in all this stuff um, and and, it, and being a, going to see a, a doctor who knows when to say to you, look, do you know what? To be honest, you you don't need surgery. You need to try non-surgical options. You need to try fit go to the gym lose weight whatever that may be and to steer the people who are coming in saying i, I have all this money and i want to buy an, a, access to one of your fabulous machines and you say well no it's actually not going to give you much of a result you need a full tummy tuck or you're not or you're going to be disappointed okay and, and very and quickly you've spent a lot of money yeah
1: and i think we see a lot of that in, in in um patients also who come in for you know facial rejuvenation yeah you know they, they come in and they said you know you know they say you know i've, I've, I've a sagging face neck um you know i'm 60. Um, you know, I want fillers, I want to be restored to whatever else. And I, and I think it's your good practitioner who will, who will say, actually... You know, you're a great candidate for a facelift. Yep. There, are, You know, you, you'll spend all the money in the world trying to achieve the look that you want. It won't be natural looking. It will cost you more sometimes mm. than a facelift mm-hmm. will. Mm-hmm. A- and the duration of it is going to be, you know, even the best of fillers last for two year max. So I think, you know, a really good plastic surgeon, a really good dermatologist, a, a good cosmetic doctor will tell you when surgery is necessary um but also when surgery isn't necessary yeah. and i think lifestyle is key you know I, I, yeah. and, I, and i think you know you know a healthy diet exercise um you know somebody who doesn't talk about all of that mm. is it, it's it's really really important as well and when it comes to facial um, rejuvenation making sure you have the right skincare so it, it, you want a holistic approach absolutely um, and somebody who isn't there to, to you know to, to sell you the next procedure or or, or the
0: the, the mm-hmm. next surgery so again, as Shewn said, it's about trust. Mm-hmm. So we all know the COVID pounds now turn into COVID stones. Um, and then you've mentioned as well, Shewn, I mean, post-pregnancy, maybe around menopause, maybe just after a certain age or weight gain. So like, come on in, tummy tuck. Is that what you're looking
2: at there? Who is the candidate for a tummy tuck? So yeah, th- there are two different types of tummy tucks, I guess. There's the the mini tummy tuck, which is when you have excess, that's just underneath your belly button. So anything above your belly button kind of looks perfect. You're in a high-waisted bikini and everything's all good. And then there's a bit of a, you know, se- like a C-section pouch also often and if there's no excess that's above the belly button sometimes a mini tummy tuck is appropriate Um, they tend to be a little bit underwhelming and I really think that if people are suitable for a mini tummy tuck you can generally do a full tummy tuck and and the people who do the mini tummy tucks are often back a couple of years later saying I should have done the whole thing okay Um, but the downtime is different so the the downtime for a a full tummy tuck is really about 10 days of really good behavior Okay, tell us about And that. being pampered at home. Mm-hmm. So before we get the downtime part of it, like who, like who, would you have to be slim enough to even get one done? Like so someone with loads like, yeah, of excess so weight? Yeah, I- interesting, so interesting question. And, and a lot of my colleagues, not just in Ireland, in the UK as well, will make you have a BMI of less than 27 before they'll even consider you for abdominoplasty. Wow. Um, now, that's pretty limiting. Yeah. And, and especially with the COVID stones <laughs> knocking around. Yeah. Um, I do see a lot of women who are much heavier than is ideal. Um, and, and often they hit a bit of a roadblock in that they have the big C-section pouch. They have a huge gap in their muscles. They're t- they're being asked constantly you know, if they'd like a seat because they look six months pregnant. Oh and they're carrying a lot of extra weight because they feel so bad. And, and their their intimacy reduces significantly. Their relationship is deteriorating. Everyone's narky at home because nobody's particularly happy because mom's not happy. And we all know how that rolls. Um, once mom's happy, <laughs> <laughs> everything's better. Yeah. Um, and, and, and they really just hit a block. And, and at that point, I think... If you limit your BMI to having to be under twenty-seven, you're basically n- knocking off a whole cohort of people who can really benefit from surgery. And I say to them, look, this isn't a weight-reducing surgery, this is to get you to a point where you will put on your lycra and you'll go to the gym and you'll walk faster and you'll get out and you'll exercise and you'll, you know, re-establish your relationship with your partner. Um and, and it's a it's a moment in time where you just need to nudge them forward. And it can be brilliant.
0: Okay, so you're like not as restrictive as that, Correct. BMI 27, which BMI, yes. I mean it's questionable anyway, isn't it mm-hmm. like we but, yes. but but is there a weight that if you're over, you have to say, look, that's not really me. And I'm not saying that means it's gastric band or it's yeah, that sure. kind of surgery, but it's beyond where you come back to me when you've lost a few pounds. Yeah. Is that where you and, might and be? And I'll
2: often steer people to say, look, I really, it would be, let's look at a date in whatever, March, April or whatever. And let's see, can you get your tooth down? And sometimes your stone down so or whatever that may be. Yeah. Um, and sometimes having a kind of goalpost of putting your surgical date in the diary will make women go, do you know what? I, I can do this. And, and there's a goalpost. It's great motivating. Yeah, it's a super motivator. Um, And it's more to do with body habitus. I mean, some tummies are just not going to get better by themselves when they have a gap of 10 centimetres and a big overhang that gets sweaty and smells and they can't wear clothes and they can't wear trousers because they got a big pouch in their trousers. And I get that. That does not feel sexy
0: and is that all only like post-pregnancy or can that just happen
2: it can happen with massive weight gain and massive weight loss thereafter as well and yes. i do quite a
0: lot of that surgery
2: and um, so but, someone who's lost on a weight on their own but they've Correct. overhang of skin Correct. left over and, and that's what a baby does uh, you know massive weight gain will is analogous to having uh, a baby except bar the, the split in your muscles which is really debilitating for women after babies and some people get it and some people don't It must be a game changer for women when they get it and for it's sure. successful and for then sure. their confidence as you said their yep. sex
0: life yep. their moods and home yeah. how they are in the kids it's yeah. like a, it's a game changer yeah, isn't absolutely. it absolutely
2: and a lot of women don't realize that their kind of lower back pain is completely um related to the gap in their muscles after babies that their bit of stress incontinence that they're kind of saying well let's steer away from the trampoline or the bouncy castle um, with the odd leak that can be f- that can be often improved with a tummy tuck as well wow because you're tightening like all that sling <laughs> so really <we're, we're>, <laughs> got started on it. I'm in love with her um, so
0: okay we talked a little bit about downtime pain, downtime, scarring what are we looking at for all so of those? So scarring
2: uh, yeah again uh, tummy tucks are, I probably would say about 90% of my tummy tucks are after cesarean sections because you do always end up with a little bit of a pouch to some degree and then if you have yeah. a bigger gap as well I think what happens is the muscles split and they're kind of sewn a little bit statically into place from, from the bottom c-section scar and they can never quite get back again so you end up with that kind of little overhang and then a gap in the muscles so that kind of pregnant-ish look to the tummy afterwards with a bit of extra skin so if you have a c-section scar already you're really only elongating your scar on either side of a scar that's already there whereas putting a new scar on somebody who's never had a lower abdominal scar is a bigger ask and is it very visible it's uh, tuckedable within your bikini. Okay, so not. Dare I say, even a string bikini. Okay. <laughs> and it's, fun- yeah. it's, it's funny when you look back at the... Uh, someone played the Baywatch uh, theme tune the other day to me, and I thought, God, I remember, you know, when, when tummy tucks used to be um, very low down in, in front of the... Pu- or just above the pubis, and then they'd suddenly arch right up to fit in with the Pamela Anderson...
3: The high-waisted... The high-waisted uh, swimming, Yeah, yeah massively wow.
2: so. And now we're much more long and low, so... Yeah, you could be back. You can definitely be back in a bikini after a tummy tuck.
0: I mean, considering most of these women have gone through childbirth or some version of that, this might be a stupid question, but what's the pain level like for a tummy tuck?
2: It's like a C-section without a baby to look after. So totally doable. Totally. <laughs> doable. <laughs> very, very doable. And I will do them often as day case procedures. So you're in and out in the morning. You can stay a night. Sometimes people will stay two nights. And often if you've got, a, you know, if you know, somebody has five young kids, toddlers included. They'd like to um, stay two I, nights. I try and hang on to them <laughs> for two yeah. nights and they're pretty reluctant to go home after the two. That's <laughs> um, my choice. And if you've a grown family and you live nearby the hospital, it's perfectly appropriate for you to go home the evening of your surgery or the next morning. Not so risk-wise, it's very safe. Very safe. Okay. And it's changed a lot over the years. It used to be a massive, big deal. and you'd be in for a long time you'd have drains and binders and all this and um, I don't do drains at all I've never put a drain in a tummy tuck and um, since I started my practice which changes things big time for your recovery after so you just have a little bit of brown tape and you need to just mind yourself for yeah. your 10 days
0: and cost around approximately 10 10 okay so like very doable I yeah. think for people yeah. um, and then so then and I think you touch on this a little bit but the maintaining of that
2: uh, hugely important. Now, uh, you know, we discussed the women who are kind of quite overweight and they have a tummy tuck. They tend to go on to lose weight and be motivated because they've they spent money on their procedure and yeah. they're like I'm damned if I'm going to lose this opportunity um, but of course you have to maintain it it would it, be an awful shame to go and, and in inverted commas ruin your tummy tuck but what's really going to do that is enormous weight gain or another pregnancy on top of it Okay so do you ever have anyone come back for a second can you get another tummy No <laughs> uh, occasionally you would have a little um, tidy up or a little trim of the scar that if people I'm have right. gone on to lose tidy tiny, <laughs> tiny um, and that's just under local anaesthetic it's not a big deal particularly if people have gone on to lose a little bit more weight you might have a little edge of this scar that's just got a little bit more laxity to the edge if they've gone on to lose a bit more weight around that area
0: you generally wait to do this anyway till you had all the children you thought for you sure. were planning to have anyway absolutely. i know and we always have thing, surprises yeah. but generally <laughs> if you have you're going to have two or three you're going to wait till that's all done for like sure. the same as a breast lift or whatever for sure okay
2: absolutely and i do check about contraception a lot of women will have tubal ligations or they'll be on the coil but i'll always check all that first i mean is it is it possible to get pregnant after a tummy tuck yes will the results maintain they should they won't be as good as they were after your tummy took but yes finish your family first okay so, ladies, here you come in. Um, <laughs> if you decide you don't want to go under the
0: knife, and I know we've talked about some of these options, I think, in Tweakman's part two, our second episode, but fill us in on, on what you can go for if you're looking to deal with this particular area, your tummy area.
1: Well, well I suppose I had to this year. Um, I, I've just had um, two babies in the space of 14 months. Um, Congratulations. So, uh, <laughs> thank you. Um, and she looks amazing. Oh, well, no, no. It, well, thanks to downstairs, probably. <laughs> so, um yeah, uh, you know, I was somebody who was always very, very fit before that. When I had time to, to you know, work out five times a week or, what, or whatnot, and I now I don't know how women even manage it. You know, if they, if they have young kids and 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 work you know when do you even go to the gym um but um and my, my stomach had always been one of my 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 abdomen had been one of my best features I I thought so um I did a combination of two things um downstairs um I, I had two c-sections so that overhang I don't think any anyone avoids it the, the 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 little pooch that you have over your c-section scar um and it does you know you see it stick out in in um you know, in 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 fitting fitted dresses yeah. and certain trousers and whatnot, and that is one thing the patients will say that it can affect their clothing choices. Yeah. And I think once yeah. something
0: something is, you know. Shaping your wardrobe I, I think it's important To address If it's bothering you It's so nice also To feel happy In your underwear And in a bikini It is nice for everybody To have that confidence I think oh But definitely de- <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well <laughs> I was gonna, yeah, well like not, not, It's not just We're Important in clothes <laughs> It's not just import- It is important in clothes But I think it's important Naked It's important that You know You feel happy And, Especially and confident Especially when you're
1: Being intimate And, and whatnot yeah. as not well. Yeah Absolutely yeah. Um, So um, there, there are two things Downstairs That if you, you Aren't at the point you, can you need a tummy I just clarify joke, When Katrina's can I, Downstairs I was just oh, going actually, we are oh <laughs> we're in the, we're in the we're clinic in we're in the sitting we we in the
3: clinic we're to the <laughs> ground floor yes. and, the and lower ground floor she has
0: done this before but it only really matters this time <laughs> I found people might get the wrong impression.
3: I'm not <laughs> realising what I'm saying now
1: that downstairs in the cosmetic suite she was suite. thinking
0: our sound operation was thinking it so it wasn't just me yeah.
1: everyone's wondering what I did downstairs yes, yes. so um, especially with a
0: c-section uh,
1: yes sorry um, so downstairs we have the cosmetic suite where we have all of our, our um, fancy <laughs> Machines. So there are two downstairs that make a big difference, um, and and the first is cryolipolysis, um, and that's fat freezing. Um, and I'm sure you have lots of questions about that later, yeah. based on what's happened recently. Mm. But fat freezing to to dis- to dissolve or um, um, get rid of stubborn exercise and, and and diet resistant fat, and it's that pooch that you just I don't know whether it's the the the, the lymphatic drain, or what it is that makes the the fat accumulate over that, but that makes a big difference if you have those stubborn pockets. Mm. And you melt away the fat. I, I had it done in the past as well for my medial thighs, the, my inner thighs. Um, and fantastic. it made a huge difference.
0: So that's a great one to get into.
1: Well, no, it absolutely. It didn't matter how many lunges I did. You know, what my, my um, you know, h- how, um, what good shape I was in. That was one area that I just had those stubborn pockets as well. So cryolipolysis is great there. Um, people will know of, of the the cool sculpting um is that what it is is it called cool sculpting well we have um lipo which is a more sort of a advanced technology it, it, it c- combines um a a type of um stimulation afterwards as well um a high powered stimulation that helps break down the fat and whatnot as well and tighten the skin over it um and then the other thing that um we invested in Probably soon after I had my second baby. <laughs> I wonder if that played <laughs> a part <punch laughs> in <laughs> my seven. And 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 Nikki going for it was um, um sculpt neo and that's something to to tone up to to um tone up the muscle. so it produces um uh much more muscle mass in the area like a 30, 30 minute um. Session is equivalent to doing 20,000 um, abdominal crunches, which I will never have the time to do again in my life. I feel <laughs> like. Um, I don't think
0: anyone should be finding the time to do that many crunches. That <laughs> <as well laughs> life is too
1: short. Um, and then it, it, it helps to um, reduce fat as well by radio frequency. So that's by heating up the fat. So the, the, the cool sculpt zeb lipos, you know, the cryolipolysis freeze the fat and make it be carried away. And um, this has a component of radio frequency that. that, that um, Burn, you know to to burn the fat. So th- so th- uh, that's what I use. How do they mm. work? Like do they? De- uh, so I suppose it depends <laughs>
3: on your size as well. Because zed Lipo, you have to be able to kind of have enough fat to p- suck it in. So, you know, you, you don't, if you were the fittest in your life and you have a relatively flat stomach, but you're looking for like, more Like Nikki,
1: who has yeah. m- 1% body fat. Probably by the way, the did do 200,000 punches. Yes. Yeah.
3: No, I actually swam yeah. and swam and swam during my pregnancy. So I was lucky to have a toned stomach was, and kept no it that way. Pooch. But yeah. you have to be able to grab it for Z lipo because it's suck, sucking it in. So if you do have a, a decent sized pooch, you would use Z lipo. Potentially. Th- there's first very few
1: people in the world, probably yeah. Nikki,
0: wouldn't have that pooch, by the way.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: It's just Nikki. Um, there but was no problem
0: You're not not turning people away for this. Mostly, they're absolutely. Most people actually, no,
1: we do turn people away the whole time, Claire. And actually, the reason we turn them away it is not for weight reduction. So people come in who are overweight, and it's not that they have little pockets. You know, it's that they need to lose weight, and uh, and they will waste their money. Um, So
0: these procedures are really for you've done everything, and they're still there. So they're stubborn, they're exercise resistant. They might be because of your surgery, your C-section, whatever and that's what they're going to do for you, whereas if you just yeah. need to lose weight... Yeah, it's not global you just weight, weight loss for your weight. entire
3: abdomen. So is, and was
0: one of those liposuction what you talked about? Is that liposuction? No, non-invasive
1: Yeah, that would shun be shooing department yeah. again, so liposuction, you know, you're, you're actually physically going into the body and sucking out the fat. Maybe you, you can talk And is that about for about someone that. maybe with excess weight?
2: Again, not really, okay. um, because if they have a, a BMI, a high BMI and they're, you know, um, i see women who say what about my thighs? And, and you kind of you ask them a bit more about it and they say yeah you know my mom had really big legs my sister's got really big legs i've always had them since i was 14 she's not going to be a candidate for liposuction on no, her legs no. and it'll come straight back and i'll be in a puddle of sweat on the floor in theater and so <laughs> three months later <laughs> like she's going to look the same is, is your, your advice to that, that lady you in just the world. have to learn to accept it yeah and, and it's again it's about body habitus and, and you know if people who have certain bodies and body types that you can't fix them surgically there's no point selling them a pup you know because everyone's going to be disappointed okay
1: and so again that's trust that's having a good yeah. surgeon
2: so if you're going for the two options that you did go
0: for katrina and obviously they worked very well and nikki wouldn't need um what would they feel like is it like the, the, the m sculpt how does that that work so, so they feel very different the two of them yeah. so the the the, the z lipo
1: or the cryolipolysis that has the stimulation afterwards that's one that freezes melts the fat freezes sucks it in and yeah. Freezes it. yeah yeah sucks yeah.
2: it in and freezes where does so it go then into the machine, into a bubble of a thing. <laughs> oh, or where does the actual fat no, no. go when it's closing? Like, you the actually
1: the fat, the fat stays inside you while it's happening. So you know there's you're you're, you're it doesn't actually penetrate your skin at all. So uh, it, it's like it's what it's it pulls it's pulls in yeah, like a, like suction, a, cup stu- yeah, a yeah, suction, suction cup, a suction cup, and if, well, everything that's in that suction cup gets reduced to less than um, zero degrees. See, what I could do with another session. Um, su- to you know, to, right, to a zero d- cleat of her dress <laughs> <laughs> to, to zero degrees. And um, fat has this unique thing that it, it um, the cells will die at that sort of level of, of okay. cold, whereas the surrounding tissues, the skin, um, you know, the, you know, the the. Um, the, the different tissues underneath it won't or the blood vessels and whatnot so it doesn't um, damage any of the other tissues but it, it damages the fat and then over the following it, it takes three months um, total but you see a big difference after one month um, it carries away all of those dead fat cells and they're just you know they come through your lymphatics and um, are excreted so how long um, does
0: it take how many sessions is it pain one session
1: um you're on it for an hour yeah. I, I um, any time I've done it I've been on my laptop working away really doesn't uh, the only time that you have a little bit of, of of pain. Is it's actually when it's taken off? It's like this defrosting, and it's 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 for a couple of minutes. Uncomfortable, but there's no downtime. I went I went out for a run after the first time I did it. I don't know if you were meant to Obviously. do that. No, um, probably but not. That was back before <laughs> the babies. The first time was for my thighs, um, and um, very very easy. Okay, and so that's the
0: fat freezing per area. Freezing. It's like um, one session. So one session for tummy, maybe one se- one session for, 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 for love a thigh, or, yeah. and then one each for a thigh
1: well no actually they go- they go on at the same time okay. you've got a handle on each side um, and, and then the stomach as well so that's really easy and it's very rare the patients aren't really really happy with that um, you know about how much are you looking at for that so s- 700 for it's between 700 and 1400 um, you know depending on the number of paddles and whatnot. Um, and then um, the MScub Neo is very different so that is and I think the first time it was put on me I got a fright it is like supercharged um, it's electromagnetic magnetic stimulation so you're stimulating the muscles so if you can imagine trying to um do twenty thousand crunches in the space of 30 minutes it's a huge amount of energy um, you're not on your laptop with that one you could be you know i was well, on my your phone I was once on my you phone. get used to it yeah, yeah. okay um, you but adapt. you're lying flat if it's You're lying on your flat. abdomen
0: you know so you so, yeah. so you could okay. be on your
1: laptop you could be on your phone. Phone. yeah you could be on your i was on my laptop i think maria observed this when i was getting my bum done um yeah. and and <laughs> Because I was on my front. And it's an, easier,
2: it's an yeah. easier treatment than your tummy. It feels less yeah intense.
3: Well, it depends on how
2: it's it's a, like yes, It's more like electrical stimulation, like contracting,
3: more contracting you... like your muscles contracting down.
2: Okay. Okay. She's come in and find Katrina
3: on
0: all the
1: machines yeah. on any yeah. given day.
3: Did, she, doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't have enough time doing <laughs> that yet. Yeah. Market research. <laughs> but,
1: but what I will tell you is, since I did that, and, I, and I'm definitely happier with my shape, um, I go for a run twice a week now. I, I found time. I wasn't able to find the time beforehand, but it's funny, when you have gotten to where you want to go, you're much more... Yeah, so um, to much more yeah, motivated yeah. to Absolutely. do that. So like I'll your go tummy tuck women. Yeah. 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 yeah, so I go yeah. for a 10K run twice a week, and, and I've kept in shape as a result, you know? Um, and then the other thing you know that that happened within that time was the M sala as well. We we'll talk about that again, but mm-hmm. talk about that that a bit that, bit later. Is, that comes with the whole whole post pregnancy pregnancy thing. I think yeah. I think you're you're in a in your core yeah you're you're in I think so many women are in a bit of a rush for the couple of you know the couple of years after they've have, had other kids and and it is a confidence issue and mm-hmm. it's getting yourself sort of back on on track and you know. Um, you, you know I, I think sort of uh, empowering yourself mm. again and I, I think that for a lot of women going for that mummy makeover and yeah. and whatnot, it's restoring confidence in, in yourself
0: you Absolutely. know so again like um, a little bit like with Shoon your advice to someone after doing one or both of these um, options is to then make the effort to keep it down you can't come back every eight months and say you wouldn't throw me on the M-Sculpt again would, they? would you? Uh, uh, well you, can. you, can. Well, you yeah. could yeah. more it's so than a tummy tuck
1: but yes. but that would not be what a good clinical study to yeah. do yeah. like it's, it's all it's healthy living yeah. it's an, it's not going on crazy diets you know it, it's it's a balanced you know a healthy diet and exercising especially to to keep that your core um and i think things like pilates and um you know other things to the co- your core and i think especially as we get older mm. you know for your back for all yeah. of these other things yeah. as well if you know if you're lifting kids whatnot as well mm. um you know really maintaining your core strength mm. i think in- is really, incorporating really important.
3: weights into your ex i was yeah. so cardio driven when i was younger i don't know i was just like constantly running and doing things like that but certainly after having having a child and realizing that i'm getting older and i'm now in my 40s uh, i can definitely say that now since my birthday next week so <laughs> definitely <in> my 40s <laughs> um but weights are so important um yeah just for long term maintenance yeah. of your overall general health and maintaining that muscle mass because that just decreases as we get and older yeah absolutely yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so for as you're aging to maintain your core maintain your lower back you definitely need to add weights to your exercise routine
0: okay so these options just help you along the way but you really need to work for yourself as well at the end yeah. of the day and you're more likely mm-hmm. to have the confidence to do it if you opt for something like this and, I,
3: and I'd hate to see,
1: to see someone come in over and over for the M-Sculpt when actually you know I'd love to see them go where they want to go and then just keep it up themselves because
0: as well we know that one of the like one of the smallest benefits of exercise is losing weight actually it's so many other benefits and you do feel so much better we nearly never regret if we Mm -hmm. decide to go for a run we nearly never turn around and come back you know you might not want to do it but so the mental health benefit of that but the mental health benefit of feeling more like yourself Mm -hmm. when you do one of these options is also important um i was going to ask about facelift sex but actually as we're mentioning when we makeovers let's ask can i ask a little bit about the boob jobs generally boob jobs Um, um do you do boob jobs too? I do. So there's a couple of things. So obviously, there's um, breast augmentation, there's yeah. breast reduction, which yeah. is really important. And then from the mummy makeover point of view, it's just a bit of a lift. Is it if you've had yeah. a lot of breastfeeding and that kind of thing? So yeah, maybe talk exactly. about that. So
2: so to, I, I, I'm a simple surgeon. And I, even to reduce confusion for patients, I call it all breast reshaping because that's exactly what it is. Um, and whether, like, I, I suppose, again, coming back to the the clients that, I attract in my practice they're mainly moms with a bit of postpartum ptosis which is a slight droop in your breast or slight deflation at the upper pole. I don't see really the the mid-20s coming in for bigger breasts which is the breast augmentation or the boob job as people classically note and so breast restoration or breast reshaping is anything from an augmentation and some minor shape adjustment so you can actually take fat now from your tummy if I'm doing an abdominoplasty for example or tummy Took, I'll often take the fat out first, keep it at the side. Um, and then I'll inject it into the breast at the end of the procedure. I mean, that is gross and wondrous, isn't it? That is it's fantastic. gross and wondrous yes. all at once, yes. Like
0: that is really, I yeah, like it. Reduce, uh, reuse,
2: recycle. Yes, right? I love it. It's a, so green. It's a very natural way of doing it as well, isn't it? Absolutely. And, and breast implants as well have had a bit of a rocky old time in the in, yes. in the media um, at the moment. So people are hesitant, particularly mums, about putting in something that has, albeit a tiny, extra risk of a different cancer. Mm. The minute you mention it, some people are just like, I'm out, good luck. So it's this would me. be, like what you would classically see is women who maybe, as you said, because
0: of um, pregnancy and breastfeeding, their breasts don't look the way they used to or the way they'd like them to. It's yeah. not necessarily I'd love a double D. It's more I Correct. just like them to look a little bit perkier, a little bit like the way they used yeah. to before and, and there was moms, children hanging out of them. Absolutely. And, yeah.
2: and, a, and a big thing I always say to people is, do, do the, does the shape bother you so much that you would trade a better shape for a scar as well?
0: I thought you
2: were going to say for one of your children. <laughs> 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 there might be that. <laughs> Speaking of that yeah, actually, times, is, is there a massive scar um, involved? It in depends on what you're doing. So okay. with the breast augmentation, if I was, d- well, if I'm just doing fat, for example, there would be an absolutely titchy little scar okay. under the breast. like okay. a couple of millimetres. <laughs> um a, a breast augmentation, classically, will have about a three and a half, four centimetre scar just underneath that, that crease underneath your breast. So you won't see it. Um, so you won't see it. Um, then they w- when you start to get into the realm of lifts or uh, combining a lift with an augmentation, or a lift with fat you generally have a scar around your nipple and down like kind of a lollipop Mm. Um, and then sometimes you'll have a lollipop and then what's known as the anchor scar so i would do a lot of breast reductions combined with abdominoplasties Um, and they would i try and do the lollipop scar where i can but sometimes if you've just got enormous breasts and too much skin you're going to need to have the anchor or that one underneath your breast as well and how common are people coming to you for breast reductions very commonly, yeah. So I would do a few
0: a week because of like, what's the main reasons?
2: Uh, heaviness, back pain, sweatiness, rashes, ill-fitting clothes, shirts bursting. Um, God. obviously COVID allowed us to all wear lycra for two years, but um, I never I go to back the gym. into the workplace. Yeah. I never go to the gym. Um, but miss misfitting clothes and and same with the tummy. So you know trousers that won't fit or or. Or for tummy tucks, but people will often say I'm wearing a size 12 trousers, but I have to wear a 16 top.
0: I was going to say you mm. I, I often see women who are, you know, slight or petite. They might be only a size 10 or 12, in very good shape, very lean, even smaller than that maybe. But because they have a
2: really big boobs, they look they heavier. look much they bigger look than mm-hmm. they are, and it's, it's that matronly look that. Uh, yes, yeah. actually, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. it, it yeah. becomes
0: more pronounced with age. Yeah. Yes,
1: I think I think the I hear it like more and more. One, for one boob as well. Yeah, the uni boobs.
0: Yes, I mean, can you say that now? is what it looks like for some people. I know I know two people I can think of that would probably have really liked to get price reductions and they're the reason. And, um, and it's a fabulous operation. And again, you know... In what way?
2: It's just so... Life-changing. Life-changing, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, you never see hear anybody who's who, who wants any volume back, thanks very much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just such a revolutionary procedure, it really is. And it's such an old procedure, but you know, when I, when I was training even about 20 years ago in surgery, I'm that old. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know. They, they were fairly, they were fairly gruesome operations. You were again in for a couple of days, possibly transfused, you had drains. Um, they were a big ask of patients to do, and now they're done as day case. Oh, really? Yeah, no Because drains. I remember
0: years ago, somebody getting one and having a really like, long stay in hospital and then being quite no. unwell afterwards. No, they're very quick now. Yeah,
2: I mean, I did my friend's breast reduction on, ther- what day was it, Sunday? I did her on Thursday, um, and she'd people in for dinner last night. Wow. I killed her. Um, I was going to say, that's, she's that's, machines yeah, yeah, machines. You're not really to that. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're not really. But, and but it's, I- I- in that, she feels great. She's taken a couple of paracetamol.
0: And so I know you don't have a lot of people in their mid-twenties or whatever coming for breast augmentation, but you will have had people who just want bigger boobs. For sure. Um, yeah, how absolutely. does that Like, where, does, where do you decide when it comes to... Because a couple of friends of mine have had them and they didn't go for anything really big. Yeah. They just went for maybe, maybe one size... One girl yeah. I remember, like, very flat-chested in her opinion, and, and she was obsessed with that. It made her so unhappy, so underconfident. She did loads with her body, really got into shape. And like tall, but just never really had, um, yeah, really, (laughs) that's what she said. And she was delighted when she got her rib job. She had three kids and,
2: but she didn't go really big. It was just, so how do you decide the size? And you decide it with the patient. So, uh, uh, well, two things. When I look at a patient and their body habit, as I always tell people, and same whether I'm doing a breast augmentation, a breast lift, a breast reduction, the footprint of your breast is where physically your breast attaches to your chest wall. And some people have a tiny footprint. People with big breasts tend to have a really big footprint. So a bit like I can't reduce an enormous breast to make it like the size of mine. Um, that's to do with their footprint. So you've got to always respect the patient's anatomy. And the same with the breast augmentation. If you've got a very tiny footprint, you cannot put massive breast implants into that. It's it will just, just look, ridiculous. look ridiculous. Ridiculous, and yeah. it's going to breach all the boundaries. They'll have a palpable edge to their implant. It's going to cause problems. They're going to be heavy. It's going to bottom out and kind of drift downwards. Um, so you've do got you ever to respect have to talk people out of
0: wanting something bigger because of that reason? Or do people generally um, want something subtle? It,
2: it, again, in my practice, I, I see the moms who are like, I don't
0: want anyone to know. Yeah.
2: Mm. yeah. Well, we talked about this in some wardrobe. of
0: the first episodes yeah. about mm. what suits your face, what will look yeah. realistic, not wanting to look 20 years younger
2: or Absolutely. ridiculous, but just better. Uh, yeah, and, and in it, with mums in particular, it's about just restoring the volume that's been depleted with breastfeeding and babies and, and still fitting your, your whole wardrobe. I mean, you don't want to have surgery and then... You can chuck out the bras But you don't want to Chuck out the whole wardrobe Yeah (laughs) Um, And do you ever do Breast reconstructive surgery? Yeah I do Um, I I don't do Immediate breast reconstruction Now for cancer At all Um, I think when people Surgeons who are doing that Plastic surgeons who are doing that Do it And that's their main Focus Um, I would see quite a bit of Like kind of Further down the tracks um symmetrizing breast reductions women who've had uh, reconstruction on one side have always been unhappy with the other side and kind of never got round, you know to to kind of symmetrize their bodies again yes, with, yeah. so i would see a fair bit of that
0: is everyone one of everyone's boobs smaller than the other oh sisters not twins <laughs> <laughs> okay great um so yeah as i said let's talk about the facelift so we chatted a little bit about this on our second episode of dermatology sos tweakments part two and katrina admitted that after all else she would absolutely try a facelift um, and we will talk about all the all else's in a second but just remind me or rather depress me again about what it is that happens to our faces as we get older like what happens because you told so, me this before and yeah, it's grassy. so grim there's, there's
1: <laughs> changes in, in all of the tissues of the face really Um i, I think the most important probably is, is your bony skeleton so you know a, as we get older temples get more hollow we lose cheekbone density um and our jaw bone d- we, we lose density of all of our bones, but they recede um so you don't have the same scaffolding there at the same time um you know wi- particularly you know in with perimenopause and menopause you, you know you see a, a huge reduction in in your collagen production so um thirty percent reduction over the space of five years you lose, so all of a sudden everything that sort of holds you up dis- well not fully disappears but becomes much more lax. Yeah. so you see the tissues drop as well. And the fat pads then um you know, shrivel up in certain places, get bigger in other places That's and drop's
0: the most depressing. <laughs> one and now yeah. and awesome. drop and <laughs>
1: drop. Yeah. The sagging so fat pads she <laughs> told me. So, yeah, so your face sort of collapses down downwards and uh, downwards and
0: inwards. Mm-hmm. Um is the age that happens dependent on when you're going to like everyone differs on perimenopause or menopause or is it always going to be in your mid forties or
1: Well you know, some people you see much much more early more early and I think a lot of that is genetics. genetics yeah. You
0: know, you you know and, and people will say, you
1: know, I'm so like my mom, I'm so like my dad. Um and in the same way as they collect their fat in certain places like the double chins and whatnot and that can be happening in their in their in their twenties, thirties even okay. um, so so the genetics is involved for females, and um, hormones are, are, are heavily involved but males do all of these things as well um you know we're not just dealing with females so it's, it's all of these things that age the face and the neck and um, we can't forget about the neck because often if someone's face looks great and their neck looks the telltale, terrible, mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. tell-tale the um, yeah it's almost worse. yeah so um you know and of course then you know there there's surgical options and, and um non-surgical options what are the non-surgical
0: them? options for the facelift
3: So 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 it depends I mean it depends on Mm -hmm. where you want to start. Like if it's you know, around the eye area that you're looking Someone's at? You're like mid-facer. 48,
0: 49 coming in and everything sagging, including their eyes. What would you suggest?
3: Okay, that would well, be a lot of work for to start with. I suppose the most important thing and the thing that often people forget about is just basic skincare. Uh, and I always discuss that in the consultation with with my patient as in, do they have a basic skincare routine? Do they wear a proper broad spectrum mineral-based sunscreen every day? Um, are they using retinol to take care of the fine lines and wrinkles at night? Um, because a lot of people come in looking for, say, like anti-wrinkle injections and they just want the quick fix for the deep lines and wrinkles. But when you actually look at them, they have uneven skin tone, lots of you know brown marks, red broken capillaries, and all of that ages you. So start with that, um, and then work your way to the I suppose the part of the face that bothers them the most. Mm. Um, if you're looking at the eye area, a lot of us are kind of bothered by that creppy skin under the eyes, and we discussed that in previous uh, episodes. So things like PRP or Exilus Ultra 360. Uh, which is a combination of radio frequency and ultrasound, which will stimulate collagen around the eye area and help to tighten and lift the skin. But that is uh, a treatment that can be used for the neckline as well and other body parts. Um, so that may be something that somebody wants to focus on, the lower jawline and on the eye area. Um, but Anything then of course,
0: stimulates collagen is going to help you look yeah, better. Yeah, it's like right
3: recreating that scaffolding again that you're losing slowly but surely from your late 20s, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that would be one treatment. Um, There's a bit of a wait for that, though,
0: isn't there? A the couple of months for collagen... Um, yeah so it's six not immediate six weeks yeah. always
1: yeah. you know any, anyone who anything that says they can make collagen quicker than six weeks it can't be true mm. um, so you start to see effects
3: after th- six weeks with pretty much all of these yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. procedures except see the to yeah. which you can see mm. within yes. a few well, days. But, within but they're not days producing collagen yeah, no. no, for yeah. the most part yeah. so they're temporary but I mean some people will say after they walk out the door after they've had the exlus that they see immediate tightening but that's probably due to a little bit of swelling in the area more so and the heat the heat of pulling things
1: but I think you know when somebody comes in and they're that age you have to talk them through everything and it's not what there, there's there's no yeah. there's no magic wand mm-hmm. it, it's usually a combination of things a holistic approach definitely skincare as nikki as nikki said um i use a lot of botox in the, in the lower face as well as the upper face once people are hitting you know their sort of 40s 50s you know to help with to stop their, their neck muscles pulling down on their jawline, to start to help with the droopy sort of smile that they start to get. Fillers is one of the biggest ways that we produce a non-surgical facelift, if you like, and that's to restore
0: volume in certain areas um, and to, to a scaffold quicker, again. You'll see it results quicker from well, filler than you will from the ones we just talked about yeah, therapy. Yeah,
1: yeah. with the hyaluronic acid fillers, they walk out the way they're going to look and um, with the ones that produce collagen um, again, I use a lot more of, of a one called sculpture in people in their 40s 50s 60s to tighten their lower face um and and to produce volume as well and then everything that can help to to, to tighten their skin and and um, and produce collagen so that would be uh, we use all therapy um here it's it's um it's a high intensity ultrasound that helps lift the deeper structures within the neck and face and around the eyes so again all a lifting everything everything we're trying to um, to help lift it so, so that the one
0: tissues. i'd love to get that but i think i'd be too afraid of the pain that one's a little bit painful is it i'm
2: getting
1: that done in two weeks now i'm very excited then about try yeah.
2: the axillus yeah. if you yeah. Yeah. the, the Exilis Exilis is, a is
1: bit more like a, like a, hot, stone stone it's like a hot stone yeah. massage is it
0: still yeah. as successful i wonder
1: it's different it's a little bit different and it works just as well for, for other people so and um, it's four separate treatments it it, it it treats sort of higher levels of of, of the skin but it also improves the creppiness of the skin mm. which a lot of people um, the, the old therapy doesn't do that in the same way that just helps more deep lifting mm. so if you can think of them as doing different things and actually they will you know if somebody has a limitless budget obviously they can be doing both one can be the, the sort of heavy lifter and then they they, mm. they, they so improve the everything else yeah. and, and do a couple of sessions a year then of the of the excelus um, so that, but you're looking at
0: a couple of sessions a year of the Exilis, is it? So it's quite a high so maintenance. So at
1: the beginning it's four four, four sessions, seconds. and then people might pop in then, you know, maybe once a year or w- once every uh, every six months for a few more, depending where they're at. Everyone's yeah. different. Um, but all of those things combined, and then of course the the fractionated laser um, can help to to reduce the fine lines and wrinkles um you know as that's well that's not IPL though that's different. that's a resurface well, well we have yeah. a sort of surface but, but fractionated lasers to help and um, produce collagen within the skin we often combine that with IPL and a lot of our patients who want mm. to improve their texture and their 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 reds and browns as well their skin tones and mm. their texture at the same time so there's lots you can do um but of course that you know the fillers will only last you know between sort of a year to two years, so it's it's. I think it's important for patients to know as well that you know, if they're looking at their budget, it's not mm-hmm. a one stop no, fix. It's a journey, and over actually years, the same with years. the facelift. Yeah, yeah. If, you know, yeah. The, yeah. The, the the average I think a lifetime of a facelift is ten years yeah, at mm-hmm. tops. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, nothing nothing is forever, <laughs> because you'll continue to Sorry. lose your yeah, know, you I mean, that's <laughs> the point though, isn't it? Like yeah. you're only mm-hmm. trying to help, and, and I think you're trying to get someone to where they want to be. And then, Maintain you know, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lifetime journey, sort of. You know, it, it's just keeping them there then, so that they they never mm-hmm. continue to age in the same way again, but, you know, getting on top of things and then tweaking things as time goes mm-hmm. on and everyone's yeah. a little bit different in what they'll need.
3: But, but there are some people where you would just look and say, you'd be better with a facelift. That's, that's what so I was going to ask yeah. yeah. next. And, and, so that's that's and you just have to say to them, like, there's no point in trying this. You're not going to get what the look that you want. Or a neck lift. Then, yeah. I think, you know, yeah. uh, I think often... Mm-hmm. Um, the things we have to
1: help with next, um, and, and in the right candidate, therapy and excels can do so much. Mm. But when they've gone past that, mm. I will tell people, I don't want your wa- you wasting your yeah. money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want you wasting your money because in the end, our pa- you know our patients. Are with us forever, and if 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 they don't see the results that that y- they expect, they're gone. The trust is broken. No um, one's happy. You know, no yeah. one's happy. And it's a bit like Shun saying happy. if someone comes in with yeah. something
0: she can't deliver on, she has to just yeah. say that's it. So Shun, I know you don't specifically do facelifts yourself, yeah. but the surgical facelift, I mean, like i have so many questions what are the risks what's the downtime the scarring but is it really obvious when people get a face it shouldn't be and,
2: and okay. i think more and more now the people who are really good at facelift surgery you can't tell at all okay uh, it, the gone are the days of that kind of windswept Hollywood yes. facelift where it's like oh you look great for 90 but you look like you've had four facelifts yeah um and, and now it's it's a younger profile of patients that are having facelifts um and it's a much more subtle refinement um That is helped along their journey with all of the other non-surgical adjunctive treatments and machines, et cetera, et cetera. So it's not like you can come in, have your face lift at 50 and boom, you're done. Um, you need to do your SPF and your good skin care and come in and have your treatments and your fillers and your Botox and your lasers mm-hmm. and, and it is all about you know mapping out a journey for the patient and that's where seeing somebody who knows what they're talking about is hugely important like uh, the girls here who will tell p- patients okay look here's what mapping things forward here's really what you look and I do the same thing in my non-surgical practice I kind of say here's what to start with here's a plan going forward here's what you're looking at budget wise as well and um, so the people have a thought process into their heads as to how, this, how much this is going to cost and, and the fact that they have a stepwise solution.
0: Like can you, will you, is there any way of having a look at what you'd look like with one? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean the, the,
1: the
3: it's we
2: what people have do in the mirror. <laughs> That's
0: but I mean, yeah. is there a, is there a kind of a technological version of that where you can well, say, look, if we went for the full facelift, it could look like this.
2: We, if we did all them these downstairs. other things.
1: Yeah. So it's our vector the analysis vector, machine. Yeah. Now I, I don't use it on my patients to show them how they'd look with a facelift because I don't do the facelift. But you know, the, the plastic surgeons can do it downstairs. Show them where they'll restore. You oh. know, they, they'll they'll do. You know. Fat, you know they'll, they'll move their fat to where, where they'll pull what they'll do and they could do the same downstairs as well for the the breast augmentations mm. as well so it's a it's sort of a 3d modeling because and for
2: non-surgical p- you can use it too
1: yeah oh can you okay um, yeah. so you can
0: say this is how it look if we put filler in here or yeah.
1: Yeah. okay because
3: yeah. we don't look at ourselves in three like we're looking at ourselves yeah. straight on in 2d so we can't see all of us sometimes it's time, easier so for people to kind of get yeah. a
0: grip of what what something will look like when they can see it that way rather than describing it to them i think yeah um how much about are you looking at for facelift
2: generally probably in the region of about 15. 12 to 15 And thousand. then that's
0: about a 10-year, it lasts yeah, about 10 years. So ten you can see how balancing that yeah, up yeah. for some people, if you look at... Now, as you said, you're probably going to have to get some of the other things as well. Absolutely. Alongside Is complementary, yeah. but yeah. You, that's why sometimes you'd say, mm-hmm. look, you're going to talk about loads of these treatments, they're going to yeah. add up quickly enough, it might be a better and option. Better and they
3: look better, quicker not, in the sense, and then maintain that And then maintaining yeah. is yeah. easier. But, you oh, know, there's yeah. like very the few... yeah, the tummy
1: stuff. Yeah, the tummy stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's very few people like who will have a facelift and won't need to continue with feathers and Botox and everything else. It's just, if you're not going to ever achieve where they need to get with the, the, the Botox and Footers in the first place, it's really important to send them for the facelift, okay. if, that, if, if they're uh, if, amenable if that's, so to say that's and a good and point, it's because... Because really lots of people don't want to do correct. that anymore. Lots yeah. of people say, I, I do not want to go under a general anaesthetic, I know there's high, you know, very little risk involved, but... I have a family of four. I can't, you know, I can't. Or I don't, you know. I want to look better, but I don't want. But I'm not going down that road. Yeah, yeah. 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 You
0: know, and as in they and don't want to do the facelift or they don't want to do the other. They don't want to do surgery.
1: Yeah, and I think that's where, where there's been such um, a demand for for especially because people um, don't want to take two weeks off work if it's yeah. not going to be two, you know a two week holiday and they don't want to whatever else. That um, mm. more and more they're opting for the the minimally invasive mm. t- yeah. type of approach. Mm. Um, and, and
0: sometimes you know they need to go the surgical route yeah there um, is so many more non-surgical options available than there were five absolutely, ten years because ago because the demand is so yeah. there yeah. and
1: the options are there
0: and people live busier lives nowadays
2: yeah, they really really, really do <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. um, what's the downtime like for one
2: as you just mentioned it's really two weeks mm-hmm. okay
0: and people will like in that two weeks you don't want really to be meeting people
2: no and, and, and face lips are often combined with the eyelid surgery I was going to ask about yeah. eyelid surgery yeah. is there and
0: any non-surgical option for that
1: Exactly, axil- no, what you axillus 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 talked axillus about
3: axillus earlier axillus yeah. Axillus yeah okay again there, there are some, some people where you just say to them very saggy eyelid and often the genetics they see it in their parents and
2: eyelids that are sitting down on your lashes that has to be surgical and off. You do that on its own, or will it you always be You can do on. You can do it on its own in mm-hmm. the office as under local, does it under local What's it called? A blepharoplasty. And is and that common? Lift. Yeah, I would. I, I see a lot of women for that. Mm-hmm. And, and I refer that pati- I tell yeah. patients the whole time,
1: mm-hmm. you know, you're wasting your your money on, on the machines. You need to you need to get surgery, and mm. then we can maintain it again. And but yeah, it's, it's and they can have them. I think it makes a it huge. It's
3: one of the it's biggest things when I see patients yeah. back from the plastic surgery. I was going to like, say you look amazing. Your eyes are impact. Open. Is it? They can you start wearing makeup again? Yeah. Yeah. they couldn't wear
0: eyeshadow because it was yeah. just scars touching off your. Is that just aging, and genetics? Scar- a lot of it is
1: genetics. Like I've 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 had a lot of patients, even their thirties and forties, that I have said, listen, you need you need you know surgery, and it's not surgery like people think of of a like um you know, uh, getting... Uh, knocked face out, a line bed and else. all that, yeah. yeah and, and some people are knocked out for it, but it's a much more minor surgery. You're, now, I'm, I'm not trying to simplify it, but you're sort of taking out an oval-shaped piece of skin and sewing it up. You know, that excess skin that they hate that's hanging there the whole time, that's what's been removed. So it isn't in any way as... as um, Big a commitment to some of the other things you've talked think. about. Okay, And the downtime is, you know... A week, it's a, week. a good Just week. Just with the so bruising. Week. How much...
2: Five thousand for under local anaesthetic. It's more if you come through the hospital, and obviously because you. So that's an quite a high phase.
0: impact, low downtime, yeah. low invasive yeah. surgery. Mm, yeah. That's not
2: surgery no, in the way that we know it. It's really. not for everyone to no. have it done under local either. And yeah, I, yeah and, and I will generally duration, weed I'm them sure out of the clinic <laughs> yeah. fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've done a fair few friends' upper eyelids, but they know me. That's an easy bridge that I've already crossed with them because yeah. they they know me enough to say now, I, I know you, and, and don't mess this up. Yeah,
0: know <laughs> what I mean That actually sounds like And straight away You can see this great result And then yeah. this thing that's been Bothering them That they would have been Putting loads of money Into getting whatever A week answer, later I'll, I'll clarify that They okay. do not look better The next day No a week yes. later <laughs> yeah. And then how long Hide away <laughs> yeah. Terrible yeah. the next day yeah. awful. How long
2: does that last Um, I'm doing them eight years and I haven't repeated Mm. one Um, what often confuses people, yeah I'd say 10, 15 even um, people often have, and and it comes back to the facial laxity and and things kind of going south with gravity as we age but people will often have a combination of a brow slackening or ptosis of your brow as well as your upper lid and it's often that balance of deciding whether they need a brow lift which will, you know if if you hitch up on your eyebrow, does that improve the aesthetic or do you still have excess of your skin over your lashes and if it's still an excess of skin over your lashes. Then a blepharoplasty is th- is the one for you.
0: And for some people, that general like just l- with Botox will do some of that stuff. I mean, for yeah, well, that's d-
3: d- you have to be careful with Botox too because yeah. if someone comes into you and they're older and they have a really bad upper eyelids and you're like they need a blepharoplasty and then you were to just do normal Botox, you're they'll be coming worse. in like this and yeah. they really hate it. So you're kind of saying to them, if you want to keep up your Botox, you're going to need to go and have Correct. a blepharoplasty. Okay. And it does yeah. it
2: does allow a certain profile of patients to continue with their Botox and yeah. smooth <laughs> out their foreheads yeah. if you do the blepharoplasty yeah. first. Okay, that yeah. whole kind of Botox. Lifting my eyebrows is a little bit of smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Okay. As a friend of mine actually <laughs> recently said, she was like holding up her eyebrows. She's like, "Will this work?" I was like, "I say Botox to that." She was like, well, "Will I, it?" When you think about no. what Botox does, it's actually not. She's never out had anything. Done she's never done it. At all. Never but had people anything do think though. that they think I'm going to. I I need Botox. I need I need a lift. But actually, Botox is reducing the power of the one muscle in your body that lifts your eyebrow. Mm. So it, doesn't so it, it actually does the opposite. Doing a lot of this yeah.
0: picking up her skin. Yeah. So send <laughs> her this when it's done. And um, so you mentioned the neck lift. Um,
2: is that? Similar to the face, do you do neck Yeah, lifts very as well? similar. No, no. Um, I I did, but I'm I'm focused much more now on on tummies and breasts and, and the moms. Um, but neck lifts really are analogous to a facelift on on the recovery and everything. And and it, the, the non-surgical options, necks are neck necks, are ne- necks, <laughs> necks are tricky, um, n- hmm. and it's unusual to age not having an issue with your neck at all like everyone has it and as katrina mm-hmm. alluded to there are a lot of clever things like you can do botox in like i need in your platysmal bands underneath your neck if you think about the muscles in your face all the ones that pull stuff down mm-hmm. kind of hypertrophy yeah. and get stronger mm-hmm. as you get older and the things that lift stuff up in your body get weaker mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so grim but botox is great for doing that it and is, for kind of yeah. depowering a strong muscle that's pulling your jaw and your jowls downwards a little bit so i'll often do that first before you can even, mm-hmm. even fit. And listen.
0: then some of the things that you talked about, Nick, earlier as well, will work around the neck area, like the old therapy. Yeah, and the exilus. The they'll yeah. all work yeah. as well. Yeah. But again, they're kind of ongoing things. It'll depend on the age of the candidate, how much they've had done. And then as we talked about... Um, before in an episode about this kind of pouch of fat that people have genetically oh, yeah. that, would a neck lift work for that or is that only Belkyra well
1: a neck lift is really liposuction with you would yeah maybe. you know if you're doing your if, if they're having a the neck lift done you know that fat could be removed at the same time with yeah. a little bit of liposuction mm-hmm. so you wouldn't need the Kypela then because once that, mm-hmm. that, that you know sort of condensed area of fat is mm-hmm. gone it's gone, yeah. but you do need
0: something to get rid of that because that's always.
1: Well, yeah, younger, yes, yes, I mean, it's it's younger people. I mean, there's lots of younger people who have it genetically,
3: yeah. and they certainly don't need an neck You know, yeah. everything no, else. but it's not
0: exercise won't. won't get rid of it either. You no, it's actually probably enough.
3: make it look worse yeah. if they lose weight and everything yeah. and drops and it, down. Yeah, they just okay. have that left, and they often slim. People
1: can have that, and that's the in their in their 20s, 30s. That's a genetic thing, often for people.
0: But the good news is there is something that can fix it, and not it's not necessarily always surgery. Are people opting for surgery less as years have gone on because of all the other options?
2: Definitely. That's a good yeah. thing, I think. I is think it? certainly for facial aesthetics. I think mm-hmm. people are, and um, people will come in to me saying, I want to facelift, but I don't want to facelift.
3: <laughs> Wave a magic wand. If you <laughs> catch and, and I think they yeah. all do that motion yeah,
2: of holding sure. your back Which is what I was just talking yeah. about. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think that's where you need to be really clear about look, you know, no machine is, is magic. No non-surgical thing is magic. But if you're happy to kind of roll along a journey, we can recommend stuff. Map out the budget, map out the plan. Yeah. And, and, and limit the expectations. You know, you're not going to get a surgical necklift result from any amount of injectables and machines.
0: And some mm. people don't want a surgical necklift result. Correct. That's the key. It's yeah. like you guys yeah. tell me, people yeah. don't. Some
2: people don't. Do
0: Uh. (laughs) so, and I saw on the Institute of Dermatology um, Instagram page not so long ago a 22 year old asking about a non surgical rhinoplasty, which is rhinoplasty is a nose job. Um, what are your thoughts on that? So, so for anyone, really, that was the
1: ask ID I answered, and um, yeah, so, you know, I did a little bit of that in the past until there was more and more in liter- So, And that's often if someone has a dip in their nose, you know, or a sort of a protruding little hump on their nose, and they want to, sm- they want to reshape the profile of their nose so they don't have that, often in certain et- ethnicities more than others as well. Um, so I did a little bit at the beginning when people started to do it until the literature started to come out. And actually, no matter how expert somebody is... Um, we, there's a, a dorsal artery in the nose that can be compressed or, or occluded by hyaluronic acid filler. And, and that's quite important when it comes to the circulation that can involve the eyes. Um, so there has been a higher risk of having that, that artery clogged by filler than other important arteries around it. So, you know, for something that doesn't make much of an improvement that has that risk profile, um, I've stopped doing it. Also because... Um, it's a very easy place to displace filler as well so we can look weirder and I had one patient in who had had it just here on her nose, the very tip of her nose, sorry, between your eyes is where you're talking about, between her eyes and the filler, (laughs) not done by me obviously, um, I wouldn't be telling the story (laughs) Uh, but um, and it had displaced into down beside both of her eyes, it was the weirdest looking thing I'd ever seen that is one of the most dangerous places Mm. to to inject filler because it's at the root of of what supplies your vision. Um, So there's a lot of people going out there doing this really sort of, you know, it's a risky procedure. And actually, if you have to repeat this every six to 12 months, um, and the cost of it, you'll easily... It's a cumulative risk. Cumulative risk
3: and cumulative cost where you could
1: have had a surgical rhinoplasty and had a much better result that lifelong. As a, You know, a surgical rhinoplasty result, you know, when somebody has a nose job done, it's forever. Yeah. So rather than a 22-year-old doing this for the next, you know, Absolutely. 20, 30 years, of her, so you've got the cumulative risk, cumulative cost... Not a great looking um, result, especially when it's done over and over. It looks odder and odder. Um, I would always tell those patients to go to to a surgical rhinoplasty. So I don't do it anymore. I've never had any, luckily I've never had any um, complications myself with it. But it's not something I think um, when we have such a good surgical option... Um, it will be something I would do, hmm. you know, and, and and each to their own. Um, but that's how I feel about Sharon, it. I do you how do how you rhinoplasties? rhinoplasties.
2: I g- and I don't do them anymore. Well, no, but you, you know about oh them. Oh God, yeah, I I I do them. Yes, and I just don't focus Like on
0: them. I've heard from other people who work in the general industry that it's the one job that can be done that people tend to not be happy with. It. Like that, getting your so nose
2: done might yeah. be the fix that you think it is, and it's not. Yeah. I, I think that comes down to the psychology of of rhinoplasty and rhinoplasty patients. Um, a lot and of the time, is that specific to rhinoplasty? Mm, it, it can it, be. It can be. Um, you need to have, uh, yeah. I guess they they it's in the middle of your face, right? Yeah, um, you are seeing it all the time, so it's not like you are slightly unhappy with your breast reduction scars because actually they're in clothing most of the time we live in Ireland so we're covered up in 6,000 layers in the winter and um, your nose is right there in your in the middle of your face and, and it's funny people who have had a big nose for argument's sake or a kind of hooked nose or um, a, a bend nose for all of their life it's very difficult psychologically to morph from that into your new face yeah Mm -hmm. and and it can be a difficult transition psychologically i I remember doing a rhinoplasty years ago on a girl and and she was very very down and for three months post-op i was delighted with her results she looked fantastic i loved the nose um but But i I knew a girl who went back and got hers done a second time that that yeah well that's not unusual in the realm of plastic surgery full stop people coming back and having a revision or or it's been a little bit too subtle or didn't quite address fully okay um, the subtleties of what they wanted to achieve with it but but for me one of the big things is Patients, it, it, it's a transition,
1: and they don't mm. recognise the person looking back. At them. Yeah, I think mm. it's exactly my
2: point. Like she um. was eventually really happy, but it took her at that time Which to makes get sense to that point, doesn't it? If you even if you think, I'd love this not to be my yeah. nose
0: when it's not, you're like, oh god, I don't know if this is what I find. It's funny, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I had
2: a patient the other week, and, I had, and she had had a breast reduction and an abdominoplasty and she took a photograph of herself. I put it on my Instagram actually, and uh, she took a photograph of herself the following morning. And she said, it's like body dysmorphia. You go into the bathroom and it's you, your head stuck to the body that didn't look like you, you you know, the previous day. Yeah. It's a weird place to be. Do you talk people through that before? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah
0: is there any a, ever a candidate that comes in for now you know you don't do rhinoplasty now but is there people that come in for those procedures that you say like I don't think this is for you absolutely. or I think you need to chat to somebody first absolutely. or okay absolutely. and sometimes there's and something wider having, going on really.
2: absolutely and that's where you have to have your acute radar up for, and in non-surgical yeah. arenas as well and, and dermatology I mean that's what being a medic and, and we did and chat the the specialties about specialties before yeah. yeah you've got to have a very for,
1: for body dysmorphic, dysmorphic disorder mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. because um so many people I see and, and they're, n- they're not looking for rhinoplasty for me um, but they'll say I hate my nose they have the most beautiful nose
0: what do you say then?
1: Well I say you have you the have most beautiful, beautiful nose, nose. Yeah Which, Maybe it's nice I wish from a I had yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I had a nose like you Because you know I don't have the most Attractive nose But it's my nose And and it's me But um, yeah No it's it's funny I think plastic surgeons de- Plastic surgeons deal An awful lot more With it yeah. than us um, And maybe it's My demographic In my clinic I, I rarely come across Body dysmorphic disorder But I actually think People have it When it comes to their nose More yeah, yeah, than that's I was else. Asking. Or ears They it's think it's they have An awful ears. nose And I'm and they say no, no, you've a lovely nose. Oh. But if your ears
0: are getting, so I have like qu- quite large ears, and I've never thought about getting them pinned back. But I, you know, I do have big ears. Is and is <laughs> But if you get them pinned back, like do people? It's not know where I was going with that. <laughs>
2: um, oh, is it not? Well, I wasn't targeting you.
0: No, I know that. I, I just what I mean is, is if someone got their ears pinned back, which is what you do if you have yeah. bigger ears, you're hardly going to regret that the same way you might a nose job. No, are you? but, but if you might do that
2: younger, would but you? You might do that younger, but yeah. also you do see patients who come in and and you know they're saying they come into the clinic and their ears are almost staple gun to their heads They're, they do not have prominent ears and they'll say I'm here to discuss getting my ears pinned back and okay so it was you're, more you're an thinking imagined problem well if i pin them back not. any further i'll be pinning them into your skull okay mm-hmm. so it's not necessarily that they
0: get the surgery done and then they're really unhappy it's more that they can have this obscured view of how correct they,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: that's where the body dysmorphia i suppose alert has to be very much switched on
1: and yeah. i think people see themselves dif- differently in the mirror to the yeah. way everyone else oh, sees them because mm-hmm. you do see yourself like that and s- sometimes i've even been surprised sometimes when you see yourself in a video God, why do I really look yeah, like that? Know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I, I think people look different, to, yeah. to, to see themselves differently to what everyone else sees often, um, and some people in a really have a really negative skew on the way they see themselves and. And, and and others a, a much more positive one.
0: And I think we talked about this and I know it's, it's often talked about only about younger women but I think it's fair that all of us um, when you're looking at so much things on television, social media more than anything really in Instagram, it's very hard not to comparison creep in, it's very hard not to think that everyone is doing everything better than you whether it's being a mom or looking better and filtered lights and all that sort of stuff so I think it's easy for people to have some level of thinking that everyone else looks better or they should be doing better They, mm. it's so if you even put people in four different lights on three different phone cameras you will look so different yeah. than how you Mm, look in real life but on a bad day or when you're putting yourself under pressure that can really get into your head so that builds up on a long going basis if you have something specific can be quite damaging i think absolutely
1: and we are very self-critical i think particularly
3: particularly as women
1: yeah Yeah. and the last
3: year and a half where we've all been staring back at ourselves on on video calls, yeah. on Zoom and stuff like that. Definitely people are noticing yeah. more. Whereas yeah. before you barely looked at yourself once in the bathroom mirror and then yeah, yeah. out the door for the day. It's a fine line because you want to okay. empower people and you want them to
0: feel like they look their best and know they can But also you don't want people to be in denial about how great they are themselves mm. and how yeah. it's not just about the aesthetic sometimes, you know.
1: Yeah. And I think that's part of, you know, it, it's enhancing their own beauty. It's not, you know, fixing what's wrong, you know. It, it or what
0: their
2: perception yeah, is. You, yeah, they're,
1: they're, and I think we need to have a much more positive approach to it as well, you know.
0: Do you ever get people in saying that their parents or their partner or their whatever have said, like, you think you should get your boobs done or I think you put on a bit of weight or you look a bit old? Or is it generally just... I had
2: one, I had a patient before who, her partner, and I think it might have been a, an ex-partner, Who probably I I think was abusive. This is years ago now. At the time, and he had critiqued a body part on her, and that's why she was kind of planted. Did you stop her getting it done? Yeah, Yeah, we did. I didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I referred her to. It. We had a we had a long chat, and often, you know, I, I was chatting to a friend of mine about this recently. She said, "This isn't really a surgical consult; it's like psychotherapy." But an awful lot of what we do, yeah, 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 yeah. we've yeah. yeah. about that before. When someone's going and through and a yeah. job
0: loss, or yeah. of course, you guys yeah, yeah, often yeah. say someone comes in, and then we're like, "What's going on in your yeah. life?" And then it yeah, turns yeah, yeah. out there's something. But I think even when you grow, you're growing up. If a parent is always pointing something out, or pointing their own thing out, you can get a kind of complex about it. Completely. and those things Absolutely. can happen, you know. And
2: I've had a few parents in with younger children, you know, for ear surgery and that, and they haven't told the kid that they're coming in for oh, the ear surgery. <laughs> Yeah. And they'll yeah. say that we're discussing something else and i say well no we're not, no, we're like, not. this yeah. is not the yeah. right yeah. time yeah. for this yeah. yeah. parenting course yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but they're putting that on their kid and and you, similarly you'll find somebody who comes in who's who's uh, thinks their nose is horrific and like you said it's you know the most gorgeous nose you've ever seen someone might have said it when they were aged seven in school mm. and it stuck it's stuck with them because they were in a vulnerable it? place at that time yeah and it, you know another kid who wouldn't have been as vulnerable might have they not you know have heard the comment yeah so just finally i think as well and katrina you touched on it earlier on in the chat and we did talk
0: about it a little bit in, in a in a different episode but um, Sella is the non-surgical procedure for um treating incontinence in both women and men um is there a surgical option for that and tell us a little bit about um, Sella, i guess
1: so so um, Sella, i think um, has, has two major functions or, or, or a, a, as i see it again it's it's like the m sculpt we talked about earlier um in that it is high energy um Um, uh, stimulation. So electromagnetic stimulation of the muscles and in this case it's the pelvic floor. It does two things um, and actually and um, we can talk to to, to Shun about one of the surgical sides of this. So first it's it's for women who um who have weakened of the pelvic floor that's causing increase in, in incontinence after um not just childbirth, because um there's there's lots of women who haven't had babies or never been pregnant, um who, who as they go through menopause and, and all of our collagen mm. weekends and whatnot, they, they, they you know they they experience incontinence or leakage more often. Um so it can be really helpful for that, but particularly you know, I think where we really see this. Problem. And I think it's a, the, the statistic is 80% of women who've had um, vaginal births have some degree of leakage. Um, and that can really, um, you know, really, really disturb somebody's um, daily functioning, but also their intimacy yeah, and their those confidence. feelings of shame if they think there's any smell or whatnot. Um, you know, I had somebody um, tell me recently... Um, and there were there are great surgical options again now we don't have we don't have any um uh here but um Do- dr jerry agnew is somebody who works with us a lot on this um and he, he does a lot a lot of work in restoring the the um the pelvic floor surgically for for women who have these problems especially if there's been, been any um tears or any um anything that has you know that has induced this um but I had somebody tell me recently that she went to not not him to somebody else you know after she, she had quite a traumatic childbirth with her third child um, and went and had all of the you know urodynamic protests and everything done and she was told she wasn't bad enough for surgery. and her answer was, well, what am I meant to do? Smell a little bit of pee for the rest of my life. So there, there are people who are, who are in between there. Mm. Um, and, and this has made a big difference to, to a lot of our patients. And actually in particular to two men who had um, incontinence post-prostatectomy. Prostate- so after getting their prostates out for um, prostate surgery. So it's, it's a great tool Again, you know, this is something afterwards that you should be helping. You know, you should be doing things to help your pelvic floor and your core to maintain the results. The other thing that can be very helpful, though, as well, is is you know, as the the the, the um the vaginal wall relaxes and the pelvic floor relaxes after um, any type of pregnancy. So whether you have a C-section or um, a, a, a normal birth. Um, that your tightness of the va- vaginal canal um, relaxes as well so um, Sala can really improve people with sexual function and th- their, their sensation during se- sexual function and se- sensation ju- not just for them but also for, for their partner yeah. um, and then orgasms as well because of blood flow around the area so it actually can heighten the sexual experience too which is really important yeah. you know intimacy is something that's really important after um, as well Um, now I know Shun does some, sh- you certainly do labioplasties mm. post mm. Yep. Um, and I can again sorry that again isn't post-pregnancy
0: it can be for people yeah, who yeah, for sure yeah. have never yeah. had a baby yeah, as yeah, well so, so before we move on from the emcella mm-hmm. um like is it one session lots of sessions six six, it, six yeah.
1: sessions the 30 minutes you, you, know, do you sit you know week sit in the chair with your clothes yeah. on um so it's very I non-invasive when, yeah. well i um, think that's, that's a game changer it's a game changer yeah because the clothes that you don't
3: have to because I physiotherapy would can do two certain things with machines but you have to Take your clothes off, and you have it's to lie really there for thirty and 40 minutes, and, and have, have someone insert something inside yeah, you. And, just you're just and, and so that instantly yeah.
2: wipes out a lot of women just saying I'll who need to put up yeah. Yeah. with this. Yeah. I'll yeah. Just put up, which yeah. Yeah. you can
1: understand w- completely. Well, I even yeah. get nervous at the thought of having a smear test. So the thought of having physio in that for forty-five minutes. So when I was told about the MSL, I was like, I wouldn't be into that now. And then she, then I was told that you're on a chair with your clothes on. I said, Oh my god, yes, sign me up. And I tried, and made a huge difference to me.
0: And so six sessions is really what anybody be looking at for any whether you're looking for any of the that, yeah. results of your drug <laughs> but again
3: it's about maintenance because our pelvic floor is not, not going to stay perfectly in place for the rest so people, of our, so our life and With hormones. So and over the years you might
1: have to do or, or come in yeah. for, for further sessions of that particular like, one because I don't think I, I still have never managed to do a kegel I have to say it's I something was. that everyone's yeah. terrible yeah. at how yeah. much
0: um, does the um, cellar cost
1: so it's um, it's 300 sessions so 1800 for that course it's
0: a pretty game changer um, for yeah. 1800 oh, we, we haven't, a haven't a had a changer. single
1: patient who hasn't had an improvement with the
3: chair to date and no downtime which yeah. is and just you walk out you can just yeah. come yeah. in on your lunch break, yeah. go
0: back out. No one will know, and you're f- yeah. slowly fixing a pretty important problem. Yeah. Absolutely. Whether Absolutely. it's yeah. sexual function or whether it's the leakage or whether it's both, really. Yeah. So the surgical procedures, because I know it's not going to work for everybody to the level, yeah. and depending mm-hmm. on where yeah. you are, what are the surgical options? And again,
2: for these that? would be more Jerry or, or yes, yeah, because some people have. So it's the gynecologist, yeah. Yeah. Okay, the organs yeah, yeah. can kind of hang uh, down a bit too,
3: and they okay. have to they have need that surgical tightening. They actually
2: need surgery to
1: to restore the floor. Move the wound back up if that and if, that, if the case place. may so be. That's probably and quite successful tighten. if
0: you do have to get to that.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, okay. and life changing mm-hmm. yeah. for the patients that need it. Because, you know, especially for people who have bad prolapse, you know, f- yeah. feeling
2: your wound. discomfort, between your legs. I know, I was I was golfing and uh, feeling, you know, what, what women say is something coming down on the golf course. I mean, that's just not I mean, something that people should have. And really people, don't, 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 talk. people yeah.
1: don't talk about it, Claire, and, they, and, don't and, t- and, t- and no. they don't even know sometimes the options that yeah. they have. So yeah. I think it's really important. You know, I think we've become better and better at empowering each other and talking about the likes of menopause mm-hmm. and whatnot. But I think incontinence, prolapse, these sort of things um, just aren't still, they're there's still not
0: sexy to talk we about but if it. no one's talking about it you might think you're the only one and once you think Correct. you're the only one or somebody says you're not bad enough and um, then instantly you've minimized something that you might have thought oh god like well it just is this is part of you just get on with it and you yeah. know there is probably people maybe for an older generation you might say that's just what it is and you know we shouldn't be accepting things not especially if they can be changed with yeah. such if they can uh, be a low yeah and, invasive and safely procedure. now that's the
2: thing and yeah. i think an awful lot of what we're talking about today is is the combination of everything so you have your pelvic floor repair and then or you're say, for example your hysterectomy and i've had two patients who've used the chair here post hysterectomy i do a lot of combination surgery where you know i work with hugh o'connor who's an, another like jerry mm. gynecologist yeah, yeah, yeah obstetrician gynecologist and he'll come in and do a hysterectomy and at the same anesthetic i will do a, an abdominoplasty breast reduction labioplasty blepharoplasty Wowzers. the so whole can kit and caboodle. Yeah. And, and you know, it, the whole <laughs> kit and caboodle. But, you know, even a also new woman, is, though. Yeah. You know. and, and, you know, hysterectomies can be sometimes a little bit of a meh procedure. Kind of, a, you know, it's a kind of transitionary point in your getting olderness. But it can push um, you into early menopause in some cases. Completely. Yeah. And, and, and then if you add a little something that some, if you can combine safely, it, it'll pick me up like a, yeah. an abdominoplasty it That also is going to help. Yet. Yeah. That's also going to have another little reinforcement with your stress and conscience by tightening the abdominal wall, which complements the tightening of the, of the pelvic floor that you can get with your um cellar chair um and it's all about and the, you retain your place things. as our hero
0: after that <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice isn't
2: it? if you're going yeah. for
3: that
0: so you mentioned safety there Sheen, and uh, the safety issue in general with all these things and there are risks i mm. know even with very experienced practitioners like the for three sure. of you in front of me um linda evangelista recently talked about her um difform- deformity i suppose mm. following mm. W- work with cool sculpt what was your thoughts on that
1: so, so what you had the the um the the, the fat freezing yeah the fat hyperplasia had, okay. so it's it, it's very rare one one in 20,000 th- will experience this but it has been documented by Celtic, the makers of um, cool sculpting um and we don't know if it's if it's more unique to that machine or whatnot but it can happen in the area that you got frozen that the the, the fat almost expands it does the the opposite it almost stimulates the fat cells there No, it only happens in the area that you got treated which should so only be one I area at
0: a time anyway a-
1: and yeah, you know this is what surprised nobody. me about the photos yeah, of her yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah she got under her chin <laughs> her, under her chin treated um but nowhere on her face treated so you know the, the cool sculpting um uh, model ha- ma- ha- makes a cool sculpt mini which is under the chin Now, the photos i saw of her you know, um, and I'm sure she's gone through so much with with all of this. Uh, you know, with, with what she had happened but all of the weight gain that you're seeing is certainly not down to correct. Cool it's to machine, only yeah. in the specific areas she had it done. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm not. It might be something else at play there,
0: though. To be fair
2: well there was definite uh, you know weight, Actual gain. weight gain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and then it becomes extremely difficult to pinpoint what was what yeah, yeah. um
1: so um but it is a, it is a real issue um, it's never been seen with the 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 z lipo the the, the z lipo um Type of cry- cryopolisis we've
0: seen But we have it on our consent form that's, Because yeah. that hasn't been around as long um, you So you guys know there is a risk, you know exactly what the risk is You let your clients know, they decide this, That m- amount of risk is, is associated with all sorts of things We do by the way yeah. um, But you don't. it doesn't put you off suggesting it to no
2: not at all i don't it's think anyone so would stand over things that had risks that we wouldn't yeah. stand it exactly know. yeah if it was something that we'd say well I, i'm not going to assume that risk for my patients then we won't be offering yeah. it yeah. it was
0: just interesting chatting to people around the story when it came out because i would have been uniquely placed to know a little bit more about the treatment I haven't worked with you guys and um you know people who don't know anything about that would have thought like this was this huge surgical thing and it went completely wrong and how people shouldn't and i was like this is not really exactly what it's it's going to end up being like and then i heard some experts saying exactly what you guys said which is, is probably a little bit more to the story yeah. but the things can go wrong that you need to go to the right practitioner mm-hmm. that you need to know the risks but cool is only ever used on one part of your body at any given time so yeah. if that backwards thing happens it's kind of reversible in a way is so,
1: it so so the way that it's treated is is liposuction of the area just okay. you know mm-hmm. you take it back out mm-hmm. um but um i've never seen a case i've never heard mm-hmm. a ca- of a case um with any colleague um so it is rare, but uh, you know, rare things there, there are there are complications of everything. <laughs> you know, even you know, even what you consider the safest of procedures, you know, th- things can go wrong. Katrina, well, is there anything you won't have? <laughs> is there anything I won't have? Let me think. Um you mean you mean
0: try out, anything you wouldn't try out. Of would like you had. get a facelift you probably would if you had to years oh, down the road oh yeah
1: i already told you i'd get a facelift. Yeah. oh yeah absolutely you know i would hope with all of the machinery you, have you won't need to and the, cos- the cosmetic suite <laughs> i will never need a facelift. Yeah. but if, if the time came you yeah absolutely with the, with the right person um and when it comes to surgery um everything is about with the right person yeah. in the right place. Um, the right and, and I think that's one of the important things for, for listeners as well. Um, when, it, when it comes, sorry, when it comes to non-invasive stuff, of course you want to do it with the right people too. But there, there is so much unregulated here in Ireland that it, it's terrifying. Um, and, you know, clinics that are um, dedicated to cosmetic surgery that aren't attached to a main hospital, If things go wrong. Because even the best of surgeons... Um, patients are unpredictable. Medicine is unpredictable. Things can go wrong, and you have to be with the right person, um, as June said. It's all about trust. Who has the expertise? Who has fellowship experience? Um, and and I think you know should be in a very very good quality hospital, where if things go wrong medically that there are other specialties mm, and there. backups. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd,
0: I, I'd like to think or I'd hope that if people are going for surgery, they definitely look for the top quality qualified. But yeah. I can see no, sometimes no, people... No. It's very hard mm-hmm. for people Because I can to see work people out. not always yeah, going for the top qualified when it comes to the non-surgical because Same they think... for surgery. Really? Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I, I think it's very I mean, hard for people to determine Someone's giving a cut-price
0: version. You've got to yeah. be worried about it, right? Yeah.
1: But you know what? I actually think what people do is they Google. Mm-hmm. Uh, they Google and what you see on Google are the people who are paying for sponsors dads and who who have um who have all the marketing teams or whatever else because they are commercial so you see a lot of these commercial clinics doing that and it's it'll be very hard for for a lay member of the public who isn't a doctor to work out that this actually isn't a plastic surgeon at all there's somebody who's for that
0: reason then what's what's your advice like should you get somebody to recommend you a plastic surgeon Rather I think than Googling helpful. without yeah. knowing anyone. we'd always
3: be saying, this is the person who does this. It's yeah. Just like she said, she doesn't do every single different operation. Sure, she but specializes I, but, but she'll steer. be able to tell yeah. you like this. So if someone's listening
0: view. and doesn't ordinarily attend a dermatologist, yes. but they would like to get yes. a boob job, for example, no. or a tummy tuck, they should go to a GP or a dermatologist to say, look, who would you recommend? Or, or they need to
1: make sure or first and foremost that somebody is a plastic surgeon. Um, okay. The Irish Association of Plastic yeah. Surgeons is a yeah. really good idea. Yeah. And then do you have any other recommendations to really find the right I think that's the, the, the most skilled on Make everyone. sure they're a proper class. Uh, and that they're in an
2: accredited institution as well. Okay.
1: So, so that they're in one of the main
0: hospitals. It's a little bit terrifying to think yeah, about people not going for the yeah. real deal, isn't and, and, it? and it
2: shouldn't really be up to the layperson to try no. and figure out the differences between, you know, all of the letters that we have after our names. That's not up to the public Is it a lack of regulation here yeah. that we need mm. to tackle? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But to make sure that they are a
1: consultant, that they're specially, you know, on the specialist register for plastic surgery, and that they're in in, in a mainstream
0: ho- hospital, not mm. in a cosmetic clinic. As in, and you guys don't do surgical procedures here either, no, no, clinic, no, even no. though it's no. fabulous, it's no. state yeah. of the art. Yes. You don't. Everything do Everything is non-invasive,
3: procedures. and then if the person really needs but, but surgery, you're affiliated with plastic yeah. surgeons yeah. that
0: work at hospitals,
1: and, and yeah. they no, they see their patients here too. Yeah. We have plastic surgeons. But they don't, don't do all, surgery. Their, their bios yeah. are all on 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 yeah. the um on the website.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, brilliant stuff. That's great, ladies. Thank you very much.
3: Thanks. Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Dermatology SOS podcast. For more information, you can see us online or on Instagram at Institute of Dermatologists. Talk to you soon.